Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila, and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila, and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping. And their wings on. All I know is Zach said he has a game where seals don't reach both 7,000 <laughs> And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do and, it. And so the yeah, purpose of that's what I, really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. This episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. Sign up at betmgm.com using the promo code THEATHLETICPOD. Hello, everybody, and welcome. To birds with friends on a Thursday afternoon, 3.30-ish, as the Eagles prepare for a weekend trip to Denver, mile high to take on the five and four Broncos, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris, Shil Kapadia here to preview that game. We will get into the latest news from the Novacare Complex with our Stone Cold Newsman and Bird on the Street. We will get to know a little bit about this Broncos team, Crow Thine Enemy, and uh, dip into the knowledge of senior national writer, Sheila Kapadia. We will return to the bidding stage in Super Sorecasting. We will make our final predictions in Crystal Bald Eagle. Of course, you can subscribe to The Athletic for a nice discount at theathletic.com slash birds with friends. Sheil, Zach, have the temperatures come down a little bit? Are you still ready to go after each other or have, have the... Uh, <laughs> returns to your respective corners uh cooled things down i thought it was a great i thought it was a great segment i mean i I got a lot of compliments it was actual uh, football talk not jh talk uh people enjoyed it it was it was genuine taking each side having a little old-fashioned football debate i thought it was great one of our best segments of the year i would say not my finest year but (laughs) not my finest moment was not particularly proud about that episode what are you talking uh, about, Zach? You were great. Well, it, it's this not, is your worst. This is your worst take yet. It's not an argument. It's not a hill I want to die on. Number one, okay. I always <laughs> I don't say, want to either. Trust <laughs> me, the Eagles' offense is good. Yeah, yeah. I don't want so, to die on that hill. Yeah, number two, uh, and this kind of counters a lot of I, I suppose what people think make effective podcasting or talk radio or whatever it may be. But I, I don't feel like you need to have a strong take on everything. And uh, and when you do have a take, you need to come prepared, right? I, I didn't come prepared with that take. It's not something I – so I, I'd well, rather – I didn't tell you what I was coming to the yeah. table with. It was spontaneous. So I'd rather have a more impassioned uh, <laughs> debate about something that I feel passionate about. Uh, defending that defense was not like something that I feel passionate about. 
and I was just frustrated because I was a little behind on a story that I was hoping to get finished. And I should never let my uh, personal, uh, how I'm feeling personally, get in the way of the podcast. Anyways, a voluminous check-in be on Jalen Hurts that you published this morning. Yes. Yeah, it was. I, I, I finally finished it last night. But the other day, uh, I was hoping to finish it Tuesday night. And it was just one of those things between access and podcasts and kids. I, I couldn't get the time I needed to finish. I will. I will break her. No, uh, no apologies from you about your performance last yeah, episode. It's great, did a wonderful job. Everybody enjoyed it. I was thinking I need to in my in my writing. I want to have more takes. You know, I feel like mm. as I was coming up, I was known as like the reasoned guy. You know, I didn't go too far one wow, way. Or what the a other. flex that is. Coming well, up, I was known as the yeah, reason guy. I think that's right. I mean, I think that's what I think people appreciated that about my writing. Is that a flex? I don't know. I think so. I appreciated yeah. that about your writing. Oh, yeah. see, thank you. Huh? Somebody. I don't know if that's exactly. what you were known as. I think you were known as. Well, like I mean, the, among like the three people who read, I'm saying, you know, that you were known say. as the film guy. You were doing the film before the. Well, film was, listen, was there was were done. a lot of different chapters we can get into <laughs> uh, in, a, in a different time, but uh, you know, sometimes I just have these takes, and I'm like. You know, the old school columnist would just throw it out there with no backing. I feel like I can at least give some evidence, but then go like big into it. Like I've got a big sort of like I'm workshopping like a Patriot, like the Patriots are, you know, the most mm. overrated team in the league right now Ooh, uh, like or take. something like that. You know, Obviously. like, like, why don't I just write that as like an 800 word column? Here's why I think so. What get am in, I get afraid out. of? Rather than like, uh, you know, you got to show both sides and like here are 10 things. Maybe I just need to let it rip a little more. I feel like in this next uh, stage of my career, you want to be the unreasonable guy. Well, I just let it rip a little bit. You know, you don't have to be scared. You'll be wrong. Who cares? You miss it. You miss it. Take your shot. You see TC and you move on to the next one. Absolutely. Keep well, going. I do think with our job, sometimes move the chain to be of great, right? You know, like you spend What's so that? I think with our job, sometimes good is the enemy of great, right? Like sometimes mm -hmm. it's, it's it's good to just get a good piece out and get it there and that's then move right. on to something else that's good as opposed to like – I need to, to like, do that. Good point. Yeah. You're like, I need to make this great. I need to make this yeah. great. And then it's almost that's paralysis. That's my problem the day after. I, I mean, stupidest idea I had last week for my Tuesday call, re-rank every freaking offense uh, for the second half of the season. Takes me all day. I hate myself. I don't want to read that. Nobody wants to read that. I should just I think I need to be more singularly focused, you know? Here's a take on this. Boom. 800 words, 1,000 words. Let it rip and move on. All right. All right. Uh, if you are in the live chat, make sure you give us your super sorecasting suggestions. Marissa will uh, pull three of those for uh, when we get to that stage of the show. But uh, before we move on, why don't we send it over to the NovaCare Complex where Zach Berman is on the scene prepared to tell us everything that's happening with the Philadelphia Eagles. Jordan Howard promoted from the practice squad, now a member of the 53-man roster again. Jordan Howard is going to be a big part of the backfield Sunday against the Denver Broncos, but who is going to be out there joining him and who might not be out there at all the Eagles practice today, they did not have anybody who did not practice who's on the 53. So that's a positive sign. Josh Sweat, who had been in the concussion protocol earlier this week, was a limited participant in practice today. The portion that we were able to watch, uh, he was active with the other defensive linemen. So 
I wouldn't worry about that too much. Darius Slay was limited with a hamstring injury. It sounds like he's going to play. Same thing with Avante Maddox with a knee injury. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside continues to be limited with an ankle injury, but that's a little bit of an upgrade over yesterday. So pay attention to uh, where J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is. Other than that, no other major injuries. Devontae Smith has an elbow injury, full participant in practice. He's going to play. The veterans continue to rest, but they'll, they were full today. Uh, Javon Hargrave has a shoulder injury, full participant today. He's going to play as well. So uh, some key injuries to watch from Denver's side. We will have those mentioned in tomorrow's um, uh, cheat sheet. Make sure you check that out on The Athletic and check out all the Broncos coverage on The Athletic as well. Uh, for Birds with Friends, I'm Zach Berman. Back to you, Bo. Uh, Shield, do you think that you will follow Zach's lead and pay close attention to where J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is over the next couple Where's of days? Where's OBJ going? The Rams? The Los Rams. Angeles Rams, according to Adam Schefter. Wow. The surprise. That was not one of the teams that we everybody was talking about yesterday. Yeah, I had to write the field, you know, like they picked three or four teams he was most likely to go to. Then I had to pick other teams that were not covered. I did not have the Rams in there. Well, our, 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 I wonder what uh, unseemly what favor him? Adam Schefter will uh, give in return for getting that okay. scoop. Our outstanding Rams beat writer, Jordan, Rodri day. Jordan Rodriguez, had... Uh, had um, the color out there today from Sean McVay's press conference when he was asked about Beckham and he couldn't really like contain a smile. He was, he was smiling through it. He said, we'll see. Les is always busy with that stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean, Deshaun Jackson forces his way out. <laughs> it's up in Vegas. Odell steps in. So uh, I actually think the, the uh, Rams got the better end of that slot. Oh, you think so? <laughs> this might be a bit much. I don't know. I mean, there's one ball to go around. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are both healthy. I guess he'll slot in there as their Well, and Robert uh, Woods, I think, considered by some to be perhaps the best wide right. receiver in the entire league. And we third wide receiver. Wow. They're really. Uh, and and then, well, their, their third wide receiver now is Bo's favorite. That's right. And Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. I was remembering Bo's Michael Pittman take when he said mm -hmm. when he said that the moment he decided he was out on Frank Reich was when that uh, Michael Pittman it, it was like a yeah. clip of Frank Reich talking about Michael Pittman. Michael yeah. Pittman's making plays every week. He's been very good. <laughs> I still yeah, stand. I've been wrong I, a lot. Yeah, I stand. Oh, I stand by like the <laughs> way that he was talking that about him. Yeah, I was, These are the things that I'm pop not, into my uh, head. I'm not willing to take the L on Michael Pittman just yet because it was more about him compared to the other guys who were in the second round. Um, they took him I, over. But, I mean, he has been he has certainly been better than I thought. I hope this doesn't come out the wrong way, okay? Uh -oh. Like, I hope this is not offensive. He's going to take a shot. Here we go. Let's go. He took it. He went after you, Shield. Now it's going to be Zach and me. Here we go. Bo is the reason why why some of these uh, baseball players in, in like the Dominican Republic lie about their age, right? Because some scouts, some <laughs> wow. scouts just, love some it. scouts just look at the age and they're like, Oh, we're out on the heat. This guy's 17, not 15. Yeah. So we're not going to sign him. Bo Ridiculous. sees a 23 yeah. or 20. What Van Jefferson was what? 24 years old. So Bo was out on it. Michael Pitt. Van Jefferson was, was 24 years old. He had never had a good season in college, despite <laughs> always being the oldest guy. He had to transfer because he wasn't good enough at his previous school. Give me a break. Michael Pittman was 23, right? But was out on him. Yeah, I mean, I, I never said there's no good 23 year old receivers. I'm saying I'd rather bet on somebody. I'm just else. saying this is this is why you know, this is why I I I, I always I would have signed Duque in a second. I always appreciated 
the London Fletcher story where he had to lie about his height coming out of um, of college. I, I think he was at John Carroll, right? And he had to say he was six foot because like no one would look at a 5'10 linebacker. And uh, and then once he got in the league, he actually changed it. But yeah, just just watch the players. Okay, so what does that mean? You're the reason that Brandon Whedon is a first round pick. <laughs> All right, so go All right, you're okay, go with the Danny, you're okay with the Danny Watkins selection because the uh, <laughs> the, upside is a twenty. Yeah, so there's, there's a difference between a twenty six year old and a twenty three. Okay, well, I mean, it's it's all part of the scale. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for Bo's Kenny Pickett evaluation this offseason, right? Like you're gonna be, you're just gonna kill the guy because of his age and his hand size and his name. <laughs> Oh, Kenny is a great name. You don't like Kenny? I don't like a quarterback named Pickett. Huh. <laughs> All right. Michael Let's actually uh, Michael actually snapped for him a few times over the summer. Mm. Um, oh. Yeah. He moves up my board a little bit. Yeah, he okay. said he was a nice guy. All right. I don't know how they got connected. Some workout circles. Uh, some They're probably Princeton about the same guys. Age. Some Coach Flynn guys. Um, uh, and they worked out in Jersey over the summer. So. Oh, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Go no, tiger. I mean, coincidence, he's having a great year. I don't know. But <laughs> we shall see. I don't think that's so. Right. Yeah, that's it comes out of nowhere after that. I yeah. mean, yeah. And causation, correlation equals causation as far as I'm concerned. Uh, all right, Zach, you got uh, you got anybody else you want to defend? Any other uh, old people? Any old people? Uh, no, let's, let's get to it. Okay. Um, all right, I don't think there's much... Um, that we need to go over from uh, the week that was Eagles wise. Uh, not much from the coordinators, not much from the players we've talked to. So, well, that's not true. Uh, okay. Well then tell me what we want to talk about. Yeah. There's some, there's some good nuggets. Uh, so that a uh, Davion Taylor who uh, went to Colorado. Okay. This is, and, and Boulder is like 45 minutes from Denver. So you wouldn't think it's like a homecoming type game, but this is a significant game for Davion Taylor. Uh, his junior year at Colorado, he uh, he was on the his first game was against Colorado State. He was at this it was at um, uh, I guess I can call it Mile High Stadium. What is it? Um, the name keeps changing, but uh, Mile High Stadium. And he's played um, there before that, so he's a member of the Mile High Club. Yeah, uh, the Mile High Stadium one, right? Um, or Mile High Field, and so uh, so. He's walking the field before the game, and he's saying, he's saying to himself, one day he's going to be back here as an NFL player. All right. That was like, it was, it was uh, a big moment. So it's going to be pretty sentimental for him. He's going to take that same walk before the game on Sunday in Denver. Uh, there was one, Landon Dickerson, you might remember, or, or I shouldn't say remember, you might have, ha- have seen him. He's brought over from Alabama, that demonstrative, like, um, you know, pointing at the person who goes off sides. All right. He says that they were taught to do that in Alabama because sometimes the neutral zone infractions weren't called. And so he, he does it not as like a form of mockery. He, he does it. So it's like blatant that there was a neutral zone infraction, but some defensive linemen take, uh, interpret it differently than some others do. Um, so this, so those were a, a few little nuggets I, I learned on the side today. You guys don't seem impressed. I'm sorry. I'm sending Marissa my swooper. I'm I'm getting slacked a little bit about we have the some uh, more OBJ news. Apparently, yeah. he has not officially decided between the Packers and the Rams, according to NFL. Numbers. I mean, this Kim guy loves to be talk about the attention. I mean, unbelievable. 
Like, just pick a team already, you know? This isn't uh... – <laughs> it's like the middle of a season. There are reports like he's going to wait till after Sunday. Like, well, I mean, how much time do you need? We're, we're talking about, like, the next eight weeks here, not the, you know, not the next eight years of your life. But anyway. He should go right. to New Orleans. but No, he shouldn't. Who wants to why? play with Trevor Simeon? I couldn't understand why that was even an option for him. Well, I mean, first talk off, about a situation that's guaranteed yeah. to be a disaster. It's gonna All right. be, so, he's going to be livid. A few things there. I do uh, like sure, New Orleans, though. Yeah, make sure all our uh, all our viewers and listeners uh, <laughs> check out the video that we did um, for our, our national segment. Uh, and Bo, it was it was one of Bo's predictions that the Saints make the playoffs with a different quarterback, right? So he could be playing with a different quarterback. Number two, he's from New Orleans, so I always like a hometown situation. Number three, oh my god. Okay, okay, so so okay, wait, OBJ, wait, hold on. Wait, I gotta say this real quick. So OBJ is telling reporters that he's on the fence, and the Rams website has posted that they've added OBJ. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, anyway, and sorry, then no problem. No, and then and then number three, Michael Thomas not returning this year, so the opportunity is is good there. Sean Payton can scheme you up, and uh, and don't know. I I I actually like a, a, a Trevor Simeon. So we'll we'll get to that next week. <laughs> but I don't think that's gonna keep them coming, Zach. I don't think people are subscribing for the Trevor Simeon <laughs> tease right there. <laughs> you know what? Right. Uh, I, I know how how much Bo likes Northwestern quarterbacks. So Trevor Simeon and Clayton Thorson that that combination was Mike Kafka. Mike Kafka. There you go. All right. Game of the Can old we move bird. on. Let's add some pace. I'm here. still mad about the Michael Pittman thing. Listen, I'm miffed. As Zach, if I, as if Zach I, oh, with, with Zach's, uh, with me bringing it up or Zach's argument? No, with, with his subsequent argument about, oh, about subsequent. age with Zach. Yeah. I was going to say, if I have to eat it on the Rager thing every day, I at least need to bring up like a Pittman once. Oh, in a it's while. totally fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Uh, why don't we take a little break, uh, hear from our sponsors, and then we'll come back and talk about this Denver Broncos team. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back to Birds with Friends. Let's talk a little bit about this Broncos team, Sheila. And I was surprised uh, without having followed them super closely this year, how similar their statistical profile is, at least in terms of DVOA, to the Eagles. Eagles 13th in offensive DVOA, Broncos 14th. Eagles 24th in defensive DVOA, Broncos 22nd. Uh, maybe a bit of a surprise with uh, Vic Fangio at the helm. Uh, we know about their 
playmakers on the outside, I guess, despite the uh, KJ Hamler injury. But Teddy Bridgewater, by all accounts, has been uh, very good this year. Uh, but they've got some injuries on the offensive line. What's what's their offense like? Is it as boring as we would expect from Pat Shermer? Uh, save that for super forecasting. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that Shermer is giving them a big bump, but Teddy Bridgewater has been uh, very accurate, completing over 70% of his passes. All the advanced metrics are pretty good on him. Sixth in EPA per play, uh, fourth in completion percentage over expectation. He'll push the ball downfield a little bit. So their passing game has been fine. You know, I think he is a competent uh, starting quarterback. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's terrible. He's going to be middle of the pack. He's going to be pretty consistent. He doesn't have terrible games. You know, I dropped... Uh, all the quarterback performances of this year into a bucket, kind of like what I was talking about on the last podcast and looked I feel at like this who, podcast is very pro bucket. Okay. Uh, who hasn't had I a, like my wide receiver know, buckets. You like your buckets. Uh, we like a bucket bottom 25% performance this year. Uh, there are three quarterbacks. So, you know, I, so let's qualify that as a bad game. You haven't been in the bottom 25% of all starting quarter. Who do you think the three starters mm. are who haven't had a bad game this season? I guess I'm giving away one of them because okay. one of them is Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Kyle Murray. Correct. And Lamar Jackson. No. Matthew Stafford. No. Tom Brady. Yes. Oh, there you go. So those are the three. So it's not that Bridgewater. It's been a long time since he's had a bad game. So <laughs> it's not that uh, Bridgewater. The Bears game last year. Spectacular. <laughs> long time ago. He's avoided those terrible games. Uh, wide receivers, I've always liked a court and Sutton. Uh, Tim Patrick is the like I would I would give him the red zone crown. Like if you just have red mm. zone on and they're flashing the Broncos games, he's making like three amazing plays uh, a week. But he's got over 500 receiving yards, so he's been good. Jerry Judy is back healthy. Noah Fant, I believe, is coming back, so they've got some good pass catching options. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams have combined for over 900 yards. Williams more of a big play threat. Uh, Gordon more of a uh, consistent uh, running back for them. So like you said, the big question is their offensive line. They could be down three starters, I think. I didn't see if Garrett Bowles is practicing today or not, but they're certainly down their right side of their offensive line, I believe, right yep. guard and right tackle, and they could be down their left tackle too. Yeah, at practice today, they, they went without Garrett Bowles, Bobby Massey, Dalton Risner. And also Pat Sertain. Yeah, I think I think uh, Sertain I think is definitely out. Yep, for this game. So that's the offense. I guess I'm in a I guess I'm in an uh, an easily uh, agitated mood today. Oh, uh, Rams there's... website deletes the post. This is getting spicy. Wow, it would be very nice if Schefter is wrong about this on the same week he's getting uh, just. What? Rightfully crushed for his Dalvin Cook coverage. What you're going to defend his Dalvin Cook thing? No, I'm just saying we don't need to get into a Schefter discussion on Birds with Friends. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, like we don't need to have commentary on everything. Is my point. <laughs> I'm not commentating on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I'm just saying Adam Schefter <laughs> oh. could be doing a better job. All right, Broncos defense, uh, sixth in EPA per drive, second in success rate. Third in points allowed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why is their DVA DVOA so low? I was surprised by why it's yeah, so low because get, they have a measure, very easy schedule. I guess I don't know. I, I mean, their run DVOA is twenty third. Uh, yeah. They've been very bad on third down, but 
I mean, they're yeah, not a great defense. Too. Their pass rush hasn't been good. They definitely had some bad games in there. I thought it would be a little bit higher than uh, 22nd. They're 10th in sack rate, 9th in pressure rate. They got rid of Von Miller. They don't have a great pass rush, really. They're sort of figuring it out. They, they blitz uh, fairly fairly often. Their secondary is good when healthy. Oh, man, I just I just thought of a good super forecasting. Uh, I'm going to switch my third one, Marissa. Okay. I'll, I'll send you a uh, third I know one. Exactly. I already know what it's going to be. <laughs> Can I predict it? It's going to be yeah. it's going to be the Ronald Darby thing. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Uh, so Pastor Tan's out. I, I think he's probably been their best corner uh, this year. So he's out. Bryce Callahan, their nickel. He's out. Kyle Fuller, remember there was the big uh, hullabaloo mm. over them. He got benched a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and then got back in the lineup. He's so it'll back, be Ky- he's back now, yeah. Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, and then Nate Hairston, who I believe I read our Broncos writer, Nick uh, Kosmeiter, wrote that Hairston hadn't played uh, in the slot until last week when they kind of just threw him out there. So there you go. Uh, veteran safeties, Justin Simmons is legit. Uh, veteran Kareem Jackson, still in the league. I don't know. Their defense now, is pr- predicated on muddying the picture for the quarterback, I would say. They want to hmm. uh, make him hold on to the football. That's really how they get their pass rush going, uh, paint a cloudy picture for him. So this is like not the week to be counting on Jalen Hurts to be going through his progressions uh, or anything like that. You know, you need to, I would say, go with the blueprint we talked about earlier. And what? Uh, and the Eagles' defense is, as opposed to muddying the picture, their job is to squeegee the picture? To make no, it I would say clear. Possible. Yeah, right. Clear it up. Yeah, right, like there. A little, little windshield. I love using the windshield wiper fluid. Like, do I? I feel like I mm. overuse that. Anytime I'm driving, it's if there's good. even a it's little thing, stuff. I'm yeah. saying let it rip. You only live once. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Bo's not big on on points. Um, like I, I know that's not a stat that he values. He needs some, some really <laughs> clever acronym. If, if, if our listeners could think of like an acronym that, that is real esoteric for points. Okay. How about points but, per drive? Um, but the, the, uh, the Denver Broncos allow 17 points per game, which is the second fewest <laughs> in the NFL. So, um, I know it's, it's, it's you know, what's funny it's, because it's I've been thinking about how it's weird that you don't like the Eagles offense more because they are, <laughs> Uh, they are ninth on third down and third in the red zone, and you love situational football. I do like love those are the things football. that you care yeah. most about. It's bizarre that you don't give them more respect. I, I care a lot about getting off the field and reducing points, uh, or in on offense, staying on the field and scoring points. Um, so uh, we need a good acronym for that. But uh, seventeen points per game—that's that. That's um. They've they've been really good at, at, at keeping points down this season. Okay, tell me if this is just me being cranky. Um, <laughs> yes. Or if, or if I have, right. if I have a reason to be cranky here, you know, I did the I did the uh, thing posted on you know little notes on the twenty five Eagles on Uh-oh. offense. Don't get fired. And one of them is uh, just like just a side by side of of Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts. They're you know careers thus far in in 20 starts for Gardner Minshew 13 starts for Jalen Hurts I like this. I and like there's this. a little just like highlight of who's better in each category and Gardner Minshew has 17 fumbles and Jalen Hurts has 14 fumbles so Gardner Minshew is highlighted because he has played in like his ratio is higher so a guy in the comments says 17 fumbles is better than 14 fumbles Bo and then I say, yes, 17 and 20 is better than 14 and 13. And then he says, then you should have put down the rate per game instead of the absolute numbers then, Bo. 
Yeah, I would agree with him there. I think that's a little confusing otherwise. <laughs> I, th- I thought you did a real good job on that piece. <laughs> I couldn't wait to you turn around there. I don't think I, I actually don't think that's unreasonable. I thought Bo did a really good job on I thought Bo did a really good job on that piece. I know he can't hear us right now, but uh <laughs> I thought that there was a, it was a really good combination of uh, good info <laughs> that you can't find elsewhere and uh funny lines and writing. So I, I would recommend all our listeners go check that out. I guess I give our readers too much credit for being able to understand uh, denominators. Yeah, but you don't have right. the denominator in there. It's in there at the top. No, I don't know. So do the work for him. Make life easy for your readers. <laughs> all right, let's go to a break. <laughs> All right, super storecasting. Shield has a four and a third to two and a third lead on both Zach and me. And Zach has the most turkeys with which to play this week. He has 37. Shield has 35. I wiped out my full slate, so I only have 24. Honestly, I'm pretty surprised we're only 30 minutes in and we're getting the swooper. I had to scramble last minute for a, a final one, but I just got it. So we're all good. I had more points about the Broncos we were going to discuss, but we can just get to it in the predictions. Yeah, go there's ahead. Some, go ahead. And there's yeah. some other stuff. Um, no, that's okay. That's okay. No, I, no, I was ahead. just saying take a break. I didn't say we had to get okay. to swooper. I was curious I because uh, because of, of, of how much <laughs> we spent uh, – I'm sorry, how much time we spent on the wide receivers last year. Uh, and I, I think Jerry Judy was the wide receiver that we all liked the most. What do you think, think of Judy so CD, far? I think I had CD one. Over oh, okay. Did Judy you see CD one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had Judy one. Um, what do you think of, 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 uh, of uh, Judy so far? And I was going to ask you too, who do you like more Judy or Devonte Smith? Mm, good one. Mm. Uh, I, I still do like a Judy. Uh, I think he had, uh, I think he had a lot of drops last year. If, memory serves was his big issue, which I don't, you know, if you're, that's, you know, if you're getting open and can make plays and you have some drops, I'm like, uh, I can definitely live with that. He obviously has not been in a, you know, playing for a great offensive coach or in a, you know, last year, you really have no shot with that offense. So uh, I like Judy. If I could pick one, I'm kind of smitten with, uh, you know, Devonte Smith has, has shown with, with certainly not great circumstances that he can produce. So, I think it's a tough one. I think it's a toss-up. I think I might go with the homer pick and say I would rather have Devontae Smith. You? I think I, yeah, I think I'd rather have Devontae Smith. I mean, I have the information of a year of Jerry Judy being not bad, but just a little bit underwhelming. I mean, um, Drew Locke? Yeah, I'm not killing him, but I'd, I'd rather have Devontae. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, I not like, it's not like Jalen Hurts is like lighting the league on fire as a as a thrower. Yeah, that's true. Well, and and then you you brought up Hertz and Locke, and Locke was the quarterback that I was talking about last year in terms of how the Eagles had a limited sample size on Jalen Hurts, really the same sample size uh, or a comparable sample size to what the Broncos had in 2019 when they stuck with Drew Locke. And then last year, it was not conclusive enough, right? And then this year, they they uh, they don't add a quarterback in the draft when they had the opportunity to do so, they bring in Teddy Bridgewater as competition for um, Drew Locke. Bridgewater wins. Um, is there, 
if 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 you had to handicap it, and and this is probably for a podcast during the off season, or I, I guess during December and January, but uh, I could see the Eagles doing what like the Broncos did, which is uh, bringing Hurts back and like bringing some type of competition against him, as opposed to drafting that clear cut starter or acquiring that clear cut starter, right? Like short of them landing one of those big name, you know, a Russell Wilson type and short of them falling in love with a top 15 quarterback, then what are your options at that point? So it's, it's just something to think about because the Broncos are in that period that the Eagles are essentially in now as well. Yeah. I think the, I think Drew Locke was so, so bad last year. I mean, I thought he was a disaster, like worst starter in the NFL. I, I mean, I know there were Broncos fans who were thinking, uh, he still had a shot. Uh, I mean, I thought it would have been a complete disaster for them to just go into this season with him, like complete mismanagement. Uh, I think Hertz is actually, all right, he's not as good as Teddy Bridgewater, I think, and he's a different type of player. But if we're talking about getting a floor of competence, there are signs that he can get you that, you know, with what, and we talked about it on the last show. Again, not great. You have to play a certain type of way. But yeah, I could see, uh, you know, the Eagles saying, uh, we don't love any of these quarterbacks this year. Kick the can down the, you know, we'll, we'll accumulate assets and kick it. I mean, it's, I don't know. That's kind of an annoying way to do it. Like how many seasons are you just throwing away where you don't really love your quarterback? So um, I well, don't love Denver's that. In. That's, yeah, I yeah, would that's much rather. Well, Denver, I mean, another year than like use a, use a late first or early second round pick on someone like, you know, Kenny Pickett or whoever. I not that I have done the you work. You would have to guy, think but. the quarterback has, if you're taking a flyer on a guy, you need to think he has a high ceiling. You might not be confident that he's going to reach it, but you feel like, all right, the best version of this guy is going to be a legit guy. We don't know if he's going to get there. That would be fine. I'm with you. If it's a low ceiling guy who's just like, all right, yeah, he's, you know, you don't want the safe, you know, could be okay type quarterback. I don't understand using resources on that when you have a guy on the roster on a rookie contract who might be able to give you that. Now, if you say, well, Hertz has these, you know, he has limitations. You have to play a certain type of way. You can't really pass the football the way you want to. Then, all right, maybe you can uh, sell me on that a little bit. I mean, the Broncos, I'm not like, uh, the Broncos have been in a weird spot. You know, they, they kicked John Elway uh, out. He, he was doing a terrible job. Kicked him still, up. And the organization kicked him up. The, then the new GM takes on uh, George, George Payton, he takes on Vic Fangio. We don't know if Vic Fangio is going to be there next year. Payton tells Peter King it's harder to find a number one corner than a number one quarterback, and that's why he took Sertan. So that franchise is like, a, in my opinion, the roster's not bad. Like, like if you told me they were going to get one of these quarterbacks that's available in the offseason, I think they could be a really interesting team because like Rogers, their, yeah. yeah, their skill positions or, or Russell Wilson, their skill positions are good. Uh, I think Fangio can get the most out of your defensive personnel. If you can add some pass rush and a quarterback, like they could be really good next year. But overall, I don't know that they have a very good plan. Very quickly, um, I have to uh, correct myself. We all did rank Jerry Judy first. I just looked it up. So I apologize for uh, correcting you, Zach. Um, well, and, Jalen, and, then the last, and then the last thing I was going to ask, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you go. I have a couple of things, sorry. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I put this in the in the piece today. I don't think we've given him enough credit uh, because we talked about it so much in the lead into the season, how important it was going to be for him to uh, reverse his trend of turning the ball over. Right. Only three quarterbacks in the entire league have turned the ball over less on a per game basis than Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. He has been very, very good 
at avoiding turnovers. So I think he deserves uh, more credit than we've given him on, on that regard. And as a team, I think they're yeah, like bottom five mm-hmm. in, in turnovers or something. So if we want to give the coaching staff credit, I, I never know if that's a coaching thing or not right. or luck or whatever, but at least they're not, you know, turning it over three times every week. So that's good. And then I was Phillies gonna... hired a sports Indian. Who did the Phillies hire? Yeah, they hired a tw- uh, 27 year old from the Rays as an assistant. Oh. GM. I didn't know he was a sports. Oh, Indian. Oh, but... okay. Well, look me up. Whoever that is, we can get you on the uh, Philly sports Indian text thread. And that see. doesn't exist people. But, you know, I don't want people coming at me. Why aren't, why aren't I on this? I mean, we could start it. If people want to tell. And I did hear Sean decide someone asked, did I hear them talk about Sean decide on Monday night football? I did. You know, I think he was taking some heat for the way they played that final. Give me a break. He's playing with Garbanzo beans players. Their defense has overall uh, been above average this year. They don't have Khalil Mack. They don't have Eddie Jackson. So there you go. Uh, the, the last thing I, I wanted to ask you, I was going to ask you at the end of the show, but I'm, I'm curious if you guys make anything of the fact that Howie Roseman reportedly will be at the Pittsburgh North Carolina game tonight. It does seem it's yeah. unusual, right? Yes, um, for for Howie to be on on the road and uh, during the season at a, at a game. Um, yeah, that uh, it, it's the type Maybe of thing. Just wanted too. to see Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, I, I, and you go like you're not going to just see Pittsburgh's prospects, right? You're you're going to see quarterbacks. Number one, um, number two, uh, it's the fact that uh, it might be a smokescreen, or it, it, it might be the type of thing where it's it's due diligence. Um, but you know, if you're there, that uh, that it's people get know noticed. that you're there. Right. Exactly, like Howie Roseman's not sitting in the press box in at away games, right? Like he's, you know, when you go to these games as a college scout, you're 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 sitting in the press box, right? And so uh, it is. It's pretty noteworthy to me that he's on the road on a Thursday night at a game with other GMs that are going to be there. And it's and it's it's not like Alabama, Ohio State in the national championship. It's Pittsburgh, North Carolina. Like you're going for a specific reason. Well, I I think what will be interesting will be to see if if this is it, right? Or like it would be it would be bizarre if this is the only game he's going to. Like presumably. We would think he'll go to a, a Matt Corral game. Is it Corral or Coral? Corral. Corral. Well, then, or, like, but, or Malik Willis game. Like, why didn't you go? Well, yeah, why yeah. didn't you go to that game? Um, yeah. So well, because probably did. because it was a Saturday game and they've got a Sunday yeah. game. Like, maybe he's trying to yeah. take advantage of a Thursday. I don't know. Yeah. It'll um, be interesting to see. Or right. it, it, it could be the type of thing where there's a, you know, there's a lot of support for or a lot of high regards for a certain player in the building, and he's going to see for himself. So yeah, I don't think you need to like smoke screen anything in November. I mean, you're supposed to be checking out play, you know, you're checking out quarterbacks. Everyone knows they need a quarterback. It's only weird because he hasn't apparently been going to lots of games the past couple of years. So uh, I would, the last thing I was going to do was go back to Devante Smith uh, again from this piece and see if she'll had any guesses on statistically uh, statistical profile wise, Devante Smith in terms of yards per game, yards per reception, his catch rate and the percentage of his team's passing yards that he is responsible for. If you could think of any rookie receivers who you think might be similar to him this year from no, no, no. From, from the past 20 years or so. I don't know. I've no. got any guesses. Like if he reminds you of anybody zero. Okay. 
Who is it? Sand me here. You can't give me like a. No, tell me. I mean, I have no idea. Uh, so the two who are most similar, Dwayne Bow from 2007. Uh-huh. Oh, I heard a really funny Dwayne Bow thing uh, recently. Did he uh, <laughs> did he get involved in something on Twitter? It was like uh, one of the one of the pieces of Twitter football drama from the past week or so. He was he, it like, OBJ himself com- in? I think it was OBJ complaining he, oh you know what it was yeah he, and, and he was like, was like that always happens like in cleveland too. or something yeah and he was like washed like, at they that did point me like that too you haven't had the career oh you know yeah. beckham said all right uh i mean he was pretty good for his first couple of years you uh, know was then, coaching him then by the way nick sirianni i believe well, all right there you go all right uh of- and t higgins is the other mm. one and then if I you like, go, uh, the, I, I like the T Higgins. You can check that out. That's and on the, the next level is uh, Deshaun Jackson and Stefan Diggs. So that's the uh, the immediate right. company that he's keeping. Those would be good. So there you go. All right, are we ready for super sarcastic? We are. Sorry for that deviation. We are ready. Um, okay. So do we want to refresh on turkeys? I have twenty four. Zach has thirty seven. Shield has thirty five. Okay. All right, let's kick things off with the Broncos have more rushing yards than the Eagles. Three. Four. How many turkeys do I have? Jesus Christ, we've said <laughs> it like three times already. Yeah, you have 34. Wow. No, he has 35. No. <laughs> oh, he's 35. Sorry, I'm cheating you. I'm throwing the bow here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three, we had four. A, J- a JC drop in here. <laughs> 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 Don't get me started. Okay. Justin Catanoso, my uh, oh God. four, <laughs> four, going once. College uh, journalism. Five, six, seven. Broncos, they had a big rushing game last week. Do I hear eight? Eight. Going once. Nine. Just, mm. Ten. You're, 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 no, do I hear ten? Not turkeys. Oh, we didn't sorry. know. <laughs> do I hear ten? Uh, Going one. I'll go ten. Anyone topping ten? No, no, I'm good. No. All right, sold to bow for 10. Big first one. Okay, back to the JHs. Jordan Howard is targeted either by a pass <laughs> or an opposing defender. What does that mean by an opposing defender? Like if a, a if a defensive player gets called for targeting on Jordan Howard, that counts. Do they have targeting in the NFL? I mean, if they don't call it, they don't call it. It's not. <laughs> No, but in college they call it targeting, right? Okay. In the NFL, it would just be what leading with the head. Necessary roughness, yeah. Okay, well then it won't happen. <laughs> All right. I'm not gonna Jordan Howard has not this. been targeted by a pass this year. Okay. Or well, last year, probably. <laughs> um two. I can't give this okay. Going once, <laughs> going twice, three. Oh, oh you saucy tender. minx. Do I hear four? Uh, 
All right. Going once, going twice. Sold to Zebram for three. Okay. Let's kick off the start of the Vic Fangio. Uh, I, I should have bid on that. That was a good one. You should. You might get that, Zach. I don't think so. The broadcast mentions Vic Fangio grew up as an Eagles Philly sports fan. Zach, this has your name written all over it. <laughs> yes, I can give you a little background on, on this as well. But I yeah, but you can. <laughs> uh, Where did it. he grow up? Like the Poconos? Dunmore, I believe, uh, which is like the Scranton area. Okay. And I can tell you his favorite players if you want. Sure. Yeah, his favorite Eagles were, were uh, Tom Woodchick. Hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Bill Berge, Harold Jackson, Roman Gabriel. Uh, he was big into uh, into Mike Schmidt and Dick Allen were his all-time favorite Philly guys as well. Okay. There you go. All right. So you bidding on this one, Zach? One. Two. Three. I so four? I don't know much about the Adam Ar- the Adam Archuleta um, broadcasts, right? Like I I I oh is he the a- broadcaster? Yeah, he's yeah, the broadcaster. Greg Gumbel I- and Adam Archuleta. Yeah, I had oh, seen enough is. of Charles Davis to know that Charles Davis is a student of football history. So I figured that Herb Adderley one was going to hit. Um, I am I'm gambling a bit here because I I don't know if Adam Archuleta is really into the uh, you know <laughs> the hometown. Uh, Thing, but I, I guess I'll go four, right? I, Adam Archuleta had my favorite, most uh, the best flex of any broadcaster this season during the London game. <laughs> he goes this. to Greg Gumball. He goes, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Greg, but I like to watch a lot of film. <laughs> I thought it was like, he's like, you know, I like to watch a lot of film, right? <laughs> yeah, was, uh, maybe I screwed it up. I think about and that. Then once it was, a day. And then, like, whatever followed it up was like very unimpressive. Like, yeah. All right. No, I don't want anything to do with this. So wait, so am I at three or four? You got a three. Three, okay. I feel like you're going to hit this too. All right. Sorry, I lost my spot. Okay, next. A punt gains a net of less than 25 yards. So a big return could wipe that out. Two. Three. Who got it? Four. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. Five. I'm out. Zach? I'm out as well. I'm out as well. All right. Sold to bow for five. That's a fun one to root for. <laughs> a punt from the 44 yard line into the end zone. Let's go. Oh, that's, that's true, actually. I should have been more aggressive there. Okay, I kn- this is another fun one Bo might want to root for. One. <laughs> there are multiple shots during the broadcast of Pat Shermer in the booth. This was my first, I was going to say, with no expression on his face or yawning or something, but I thought I would just play it straight because otherwise it might be confusing. Three. Uh, four. Five. Six. So multiple shots. Let's cl- clarify it. Separate, two one. separate times. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you bid eight or no, eight I was, shots? I, was, I wanted okay. it to be eight separate shots. So I wanted to bump gotcha. it up. I would watch just the Shermer cam. So would I. See what he's doing up there. So what are we on? 
Four. Who? All right. Did I say four? Zach, you bid three, right? Yes. Yes, okay. I think I bid four. four. Five. Six. I'm not losing this one. <laughs> Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. I was bidding you up there. Um, you said you're not losing it, but I, I, I wanted you to stop, Shield, and let mm -hmm. Zach get stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was worried about. I might, still, there at 11. I might still do yeah. that. No, you can have it for 10. That's why I said that. Uh, see? You can have it for 10. I, <laughs> it was going next level on you. Hope to see Pat in Denver. Yeah, I bet you do, Mr. Barkley Prime. Steakhouse? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater said, see. We know what your Saturday night plans are. Most expensive steakhouse in downtown Denver. Uh, stop that. That's ridiculous. Okay? That. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Zach and Pat. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't understand the joke, so I'll just keep going. Teddy Bridgewater said season high in completion percentage greater than 77.8%. Oh, well, you got to get 80 against the Eagles. Right. If, you're, if you are worth anything, you get 80 against the Eagles. Teddy Bridgewater, third in the league in completion percentage. Two. Three. Three. Four. Four. Five. Do I hear six? Six. Going once. Seven. Do I hear eight? Going once, going twice, sold to Shield for seven. All right. Both Noah Fant and Dallas Goddard score a touchdown. Three. Crickets? No one? There was a question today about how, like, why have the tight ends been so successful against the Eagles defense, which is not true. Yeah, I haven't found that to be the case either. And it's not been the case. I mean, they shut down George Kittle. Yeah. Travis Kelsey was, didn't do anything. I think it was like a reaction to Parham. <laughs> yeah, like That because, was amazing. Your par. We haven't given you enough love for your Parham drop last week, and then all of a sudden the guy's just out there dominating. Yeah. I mean, if Tyree so. Jackson's going to turn into that, unbelievable. <laughs> we got Tyree more involved. That the uh, you know all, all the thirteen personnel talk this week. Um, and again, I'm not like uh, I, I am. I think that it's not that creative to have a formation that has Devonte Smith on the sideline, right? I would rather I will go on record strongly and say I would rather Devonte Smith on the field than Jack Stoll. That's 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 my hot take of the day. I don't know. I think we might have to debate you on that one. So no wonder, 13 no personnel was working. so much. 13 personnel was working. I get it, but I don't think it's like it's real innovative to get Jack Stoll and Tyree Jackson on the field and have Devonte Smith or Quez Watkins on the sideline. Jack Stoll second in the league in most routes run while only being targeted once. Shield, can yeah. you name who's number one? Uh, no, uh, I can't. Fangio's not yeah? peeping the pull up to see stolen Tyree Jackson. It's it's that Panthers wide receiver, right? Uh, no. Oh, that was in the chart. It was. All right. 
By the way, uh, to circle back yesterday, I don't know if you saw my uh, tweet last night. I did. I was laughing because I I saw it, (laughs) but I wasn't in position to even like do anything. It just popped up on my screen and then I checked it. And I don't think that got not a single like, (laughs) not not a single like. Normally when you tweet me, it will at least get a like from some some sicko who gets the joke. But this one did not get one. I mean, that's what do you call it? A feeling? This is like the version. Of a, I don't know what we can call it, but when you tweet something at it was another a JJ host, think of Whiteside. It was a tweet host with of no, the show, no like, yeah. and there's not one single person engaging in it. I mean, that is an accomplishment. But yes, Bo was pointing out that Demarcus Robinson is what the other wide receiver who is lower yes. than uh, Jalen Rager in yards per yes. All right. All right. What are we starting to bet here? here? Oh, uh, Zach bid three, I believe. Yes, and I think I got – enough time has elapsed for anyone else to bid, so I think oh, I should – Oh, you don't know that. <laughs> All right, going one. Marissa is the arbiter here. Going once, going twice. Four. <laughs> Honestly, the past five minutes, you couldn't have put a bid in. We were talking um, about something else. <laughs> um, you can have it. Oh, okay. That's a tough parlay to hit. Okay. <laughs> Although I, I, right. I do like Noah Fan. Mac McCain's name is mentioned on the broadcast. <laughs> so, Shield, just so you know, uh, Mac McCain, released by the Eagles, originally claimed because he was cut by the Broncos at the end of roster cutdowns. The Broncos added him to their active roster, claimed him off waivers. So, basically, it was. A six-round pick in Mac McCain for Kerry Vincent. Basically, the Broncos just decided they'd rather have him than Kerry Vincent and take a six-round pick. That's not true. I know that's not true. Yeah. I'm not bidding on this one. <laughs> I'll say what. You could make a special teams tackle. See me up. Probably not, but he could be. Going once. Two. Bo, you do can, I hear three? You got it. Wow. Okay. Back to Vic That'll Fangio. Be a fun one if you get it. The broadcast captures Vic Fangio either doing a fist pump, one arm slash hand, or raising both hands in the air to celebrate something that happens. Uh, this was mine because I don't know how many people <laughs> yeah, paid of attention it was. Uh, to Broncos Cowboys last week, but. My gosh, talk about the the season leader and a coach feeling himself during a game. I mean, Fangio was just like going nuts on the sideline at these fourth down stops. After the game, he's saying like, we we put down the blueprint for how to stop the Cowboys. You know, other teams played with like too much fear against them. So uh, Fangio is sort of a feisty type of coach it seems like and so um that that's why i chose this one as i would expect of someone from dunmore pennsylvania i know that's right uh, i will start the bidding at three for this do i hear four five six i can't bid oh. zach um seven Wow. Chill. How many more after this? Three. Including Eight. one of yours. 
The Darby one that we know is coming up. Oh, right. <laughs> you can yes. have it, Jim. Okay. You got it for what? Shield 8? 8, yeah. yep. Okay. Next is the Eagles defense forces a turnover. Three. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Shield, bows out. Ten. Uh, I have no insight on what your Darby one is. That's that's that's, that's the issue here. Mm, uh, no, you were you weren't a loyal birds with friends listener yeah. before you came on. I'm yeah. sure the listeners know. Oh, I know. Yeah, he, yeah. He's he's gonna have his back to the ball and on uh, something. Passing. You're on the yeah. right track. The announcers, it's it's yeah. the announcers are gonna talk about how good his coverage hey, was. Yo, hey, yo, <laughs> there. Eleven. You got Eleven. it. Zach can't. Oh, oh Shield can't bid. Wow. All right. Two more. Here we go. I think Zach is going to clean up this week. Ronald Darby gives up an explosive play 20 yards or more or a touchdown where a reasonable person might say he was in good coverage position, but just didn't make a play on the ball. And then this also, it could not fit on the graphic, but it does does say um, if it is controversial, we'll leave it up to a Twitter poll. Uh, how many does Zach have left? 18. Jeez, Zach. And there's one more after this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one. <laughs> Two. Three. Oh, you're still in this? I thought you were out. I've got five. Oh, five. Ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. Oh, ho, ho. wow. All right. Last one. The longest touchdown of the game is longer than 40 yards. Five. Six. You got it. Wow. Zach. Zach has a lot, right? Zach has yeah. a lot. Zach is, uh, is going to be Zach's like Fangio. Week. He's I feeling think. himself. Look at him. <laughs> Zach, so, got Zach's got it. the most and he's got the most turkeys left over. Act like you've been there before. Zach has Jordan Howard is targeted. Vic Fangio, uh, the broadcast mentions that Vic Fangio grew up an Eagles fan. Mac McCain is Or Philadelphia sports fan. Or Philadelphia sports fan. That was okay. on there. Yes. Yeah. Take it easy. Uh, the Eagles defense forces a turnover, and uh, there is a 40-plus yard touchdown in the game. Now, is that from scrimmage? Um, it's, in, it's in the box score. Yeah. But so like a kickoff return would not count. Or no, it does count. No. no, that doesn't count. It's got to be from scrimmage. Okay, well, that's an important clarification. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, you disagree? I, that was I, was under the imp- I was under the impression that it included any touchdown. All right, fine. That's more than 40 Okay, yards. well, then we'll reopen the bidding. That's, you can't retroactively. Uh, I mean, this isn't the... No. This is- <laughs> All right, if it didn't specify, yeah. that's true. All right, so interception yeah, return. No, I, I feel Should like... Flat, can, do you have it on the screen, Marissa, the exact wording? Who, who, yeah. who did this one? Uh, I could go find it back in the chat. Longest touchdown in the game is longer no, than 40 yeah, yards. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. special teams, okay, interception. Right. Fight. Yeah, as long as it's a touchdown and it's in the exactly. whatever game thing is more than 40, it counts. That's all I right. agree. Uh, Shield has, there are two plus shots of Pat Shimmer in the booth. Zach Teddy. is just like, man, vicious this week. Unbelievable. <laughs> Try I, was, I, think he's, I was under the impression. <laughs> I think he's still mad that, um, who's the guy? Uh, 
Oh yeah, he's so mad. He's still mad that uh, Charlie Munger is getting raked over the coals for his ridiculous uh, prison-like uh, dormitory that he's making uh, a, a college build. Yeah, that has that nothing that has nothing to do with that. Your boy, your boy Munger getting dragged. Uh, <laughs> two plus, <laughs> two plus shots. <laughs> Like happen to be an Eagles fan listening to this. It's like yo, you boy monger getting dragged. You said it so like What? If, so and by the way, wasn't it a few weeks ago? Like I, I literally have not thought about that. Oh my like, I don't know anything about it, but uh, <laughs> when we do add new T-shirts, I think that might need. To, I would buy one that says that on it. Uh, Fangio fist bump the Ronald Darby thing and Teddy Bridgewater with a season best in completion percentage. Uh, mine suck. I have uh, the Broncos uh, have more rushing yards than the Eagles. There's a net a net punt of 25 yards or less than 25 yards, and uh, Fant and Goddard both scored touchdowns. So oh there you go. Gosh, all right, unbelievable. <sighs> all right, and we do the ball eagle time. Crystal ball eagle. Okay. I guess I can go first. So I already gave mine today. I mean, do you feel bad that this is What's the, the second time here? I'm giving my prediction today? Actually, I believe it's two and a half and forty four. And I think it's, I, I think think it's it two and a half. Forty four and a half is the. Someone uh, checked that MGM. I think three. it. I think it bumped up to three. Uh, all right, so I think they can Wait, win why this is it game. Your, why is it your third time giving the prediction? Well, I have my picks that come out this oh, morning. You go on the radio. And I get the WIP hit, uh, okay. and now this. So. Um, I think they can win this game. I think it will be competitive. I think the teams are probably relatively evenly matched. But uh, when I just watch this defense week in and week out against quarterbacks who are competent, I know, Bo, you were saying that the scale of quarterbacks, which I think is uh, is a fun thing to sort of keep an eye on the rest of the way. But I just feel like the like Broncos We will legitimately are find out this week whether Teddy Bridgewater is good or not. Well, I mean, I, they can run the ball. Uh, which my, one of my things was going to be Javante Williams is in the top three in yards after contact among running backs this week. But then I had to get the Darby one uh, in there, but Javante Williams is fun. You're going to like a Javante. Well, I, like I think you, we did. We all did like Javante Williams, yep. but like it's, it's translated. Like he had a run last week. He's just carrying guys. And so they're going to be able to run the ball. Teddy Bridgewater is very accurate in the short intermediate part of the field. So they'll just be able to move the ball down the field. So unless you're getting to Teddy Bridgewater and it's a defense that hasn't had a sack in three out of the last four games. Uh, now they're going up against a banged up offensive line. If you don't like, aren't able to pressure him, I just think he'll be able to move the ball down the field pretty easily against them. So I'm not going to pick the Eagles. I'm going to pick the Broncos. Uh, I think the Eagles offense can stick to the blueprint it's had, run the ball, play action, let Jalen Hurts create a little bit. And I think they'll score a little bit, but I'm going to go Broncos 24, Eagles 20. So Denver covers. Uh, so the last time the Eagles played the Broncos was 2013 in Denver. And I believe that Broncos last offense, time they played them in Denver. In Denver, yeah. And I believe that Broncos offense um, was the was the best offense in NFL history. If 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 points matter, uh, like like 38 points per game. <laughs> so I imagine that the halftime, I I. I imagine that the halftime ceremony this week will be Peyton Manning 
kind of um, awarding Nick Sirianni for, you know, like, like having a special honor for this Eagles offense, right? Which uh, the, the, from, from one great to, you know, it, it takes that 2013 Broncos offense to recognize that this 2021 Eagles offense is, uh, is the only thing that could compare to it. Um, I love I love how Zach started the show with yeah. <laughs> going okay. one way with that he just <laughs> lean you just lean into it. I'm just messing around it. But okay, so I think I actually think the Eagles defense is gonna play better this week. Um whether they play well enough, I'm still skeptical. Uh I think Jonathan Gannon needs to have a better game plan. They need to be more aggressive. If you're giving them a lot of space, if you're giving, uh, look, let Teddy Bridgewater beat you down the field. Like, let them have explosive plays against you, right? Don't let them beat you with a high percentage quarterback completing a high percentage. Uh, I think that um, if 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 I'm Nick Sirianni and I'm meeting with Jonathan Gannon, I am I am telling him that if we lose on an 80 yard pass. So be it. Let's not lose with an 80% quarterback anymore. Um, so I'm I'm real curious to see about that. But I, I think this this Broncos defense is going to make it difficult for the Eagles. Uh, and so I like the Eagles to cover, but I like the Broncos to win. Uh, I am going Broncos 23, Eagles 21. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, to your point, Zach, um, <clears throat> It's not like the Broncos have been have been dink and dunk, as as Shields said. They've been throwing the ball downfield. I mean, Bridgewater's completion percentage is third in the league, but their uh, their A dot is seventh. Um, part of the reason why Bridgewater's numbers are so good is they're combining those things. Uh, so I don't think that it's going to be uh, this crazy get the ball out super quick like we've seen uh, against the Eagles at, at times this season. I think their uh, time to throw is is towards the bottom third of the league. Um. But that, that means that they've invited pressure. Uh, they're 29th in sack rate. They've got injuries along the offensive line. We said it last week that we were expecting some plays by the Eagles defensive line, but I uh, I think they are going to come through with that this week. Um, I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles in an upset because uh, I think we're maybe – it's a little bit of uh, recency bias. Broncos had their best win of the, of the season last week. Maybe they come down a little bit. Eagles coming off a loss. Uh, I think these teams are pretty – evenly matched uh and so i will take the eagles pulling off the upset 26 23 and uh zach killing the offense for uh not scoring more points <laughs> well some jalen hurts leads jalen hurts leads a uh a, a last second touchdown drive and zach writes about how uh they didn't score 30 and so nobody should be celebrating no, but they're, they're as long as their EPA is good, that's what matters, right? So, um, <laughs> I'm joking. all right, I'm joking. All right, uh, that'll do uh, it. For... So, we'll have our post game pod from uh, from Denver. Look forward to that. That's right. What do you think of a of a of a two thirty kick? I, I I actually like Mountain Time. It's like a good blend. Between, I like a Mountain Time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good blend between between you know the the West Coast time and East Coast time. I agree with that. Okay. I gotta go to the bathroom, so I'm not going to okay. give you my. Uh, no problem. Looking forward to going out to Denver. Yeah. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Uh, as a reminder, of course, you can subscribe to the Athletic 
for a good deal at theathletic.com slash birds with friends. If you do not already do so, make sure you are evangelizing the pod, download, delete, subscribe, re-download, all that good stuff. Um, leave comments on Shields Instagram. And we'll talk to you uh, on the postgame pod late Sunday night. For Zach, Marissa, Sheil, and Elijah, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. And as always, we love you.